0: Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters so that they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, if this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into this world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of this truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of Jews? They cried out again, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, hail, king of Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, see? and according to that law he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, you will not speak to me? Do you not know I have the authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, if you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement and an Aramaic, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar.
1: To say that Pilate was in a spot he didn't want to be in would be an understatement. To say that at 4 a.m., 3 to 4 a.m. that morning when that knock came at his door and these Jewish religious leaders showed up with this guy named Jesus. To think that Pilate looked forward to that moment couldn't be anything further from the truth. In fact, I bet if there was anywhere in the world he would have rather been, it would have been where he was that night because now the decision's his. See, Pilate was a politician. Pilate was in an appointed position. He had to placate the Jews because you didn't want an insurrection But he had to please the Romans because they're the ones that kept you in power. And tonight, nobody was going to be happy. There was not a choice that could be made in that moment that everybody was going to agree with. Pilate was in a no-win situation. Number one, a Roman governor would not even have to report for duty till 6 a.m. on morning and here it is it's two to three hours before six when he's awakened out of his sleep and this man who he has no issue with who he has no problem with is thrust in his presence and now he has to make a decision about who this man named Jesus is you've got the Jews on one side saying He's an insurrectionist. He's trying to establish a kingdom. You have the Romans on the other side that if that is who he said he is, they don't need a Jewish uprising. And he has got a problem because on this day, on this time, at this moment, Pilate's got to figure out who is this man named Jesus. And he is put in a wrestling match with the truth. It's a spot he never thought he would be in, but it's a spot he found himself in. Pilate's no different than us, all of us in our lives, we reach a moment where we've got to wrestle with who Jesus is. We've got to wrestle with that truth. Is who he said he was? Or should I look for another? I love what Pilate said in that story. He asked Jesus, what is truth? Well, we know how the story ends. The story moves on that he makes them an offer. Do you want Jesus or Barabbas? The one who we know is guilty of his crime or the one that I have no problem with? And they of course said, give us Barabbas. One of the gospel accounts said that Pilate went back to his headquarters when they took Jesus and they flogged him and Pilate took water and he, washed his hands. Why did he want to do that? Well, he wanted to wash away any potential guilt he may have in the story. See, here's the hard part about this. That washing of hands that morning never did answer the question for Pilate. Today isn't just another Sunday at church. Today is a day that we wrestle with the truth. Of who Jesus is to us. Would you pray with me? Right where you're seated, whether it's Compass or True North or watching online in Montana or Florida or wherever our groups are gathered, would you just ask God to reveal who Jesus is to you, would you? Is that a family decision? It's not something we can pass down as an inheritance? It's a personal choice. Father, as we get ready to celebrate this incredible weekend next weekend, Easter is always preceded by wrestling with who Jesus is. Father, I pray for the many today that are wrestling in their own personal journey, and God, I pray today that you would draw your heart, their your heart to their heart, and you would show them truth today. And Father, today we ask your blessing on our time, and we ask that you use this time to draw us to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, for those of you I have never met before, my name is Mike, and it's an honor to welcome you here to North Star. In this third week of our series, we talked about all these different characters that were in a search for truth. We've called the series Search Party because everybody's searching for truth. Judas was on a search, right? He sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. Simon Peter, Daniel talked to us last week about Simon Peter and how Simon Peter was trying to hide from that truth and run from that truth. And then we're introduced to this guy named Pontius Pilate. He's a character that's thrust into the story. He's not even a Jew, he's a Roman. He's a governor, he's a a guy that's Put into a political position, but yet now enters this, what we call the Easter story. He enters in, you're like, man, I don't know a lot about Pilot. What airline did he work for? I'm not really sure. I mean, who's, that was a joke. But, anyways, so who's this guy, Pilot? What's he about? And today we're going to talk about him because I think he gets painted in a pretty tough light. He gets put into some pretty interesting times in our lives because we really only know this part of his journey we know history tells us when he came into power and history tells us who he was and history tells us he wasn't always a great guy he was pretty tough guy pretty hardened guy but he's also a guy who vacillated because he had to please the Jews and he had to please the Romans. He was sort of in between. He was a politician. He had to, he had to go back and forth in between. If the Jews are unhappy, they can rise up and cause problems, and if they do that, the Romans will put them down, but they don't want that. And so they have to placate to Pilate and the governor and and all the other people put in charge. But you've got the Romans over here, and the Romans have put him in power. They're the ones that have given him earthly authority, and you got to keep these guys happy because that's where the money comes from, and that's where the beautiful home and his gorgeous wife and all that comes from. And so Pilate's in this situation of wrestling, and he had three opponents that day that kept him from the truth that he was trying to figure out. And we have three opponents. So if you were given a little guide on the way in, go ahead and pull that out. You got a pen, pencil, lipstick, mascara. You got something to write with. Go ahead and pull it out. We'll use that. Or you've got the North Star app. If you go to your app store, North Star Church Georgia, you can go to the app store and the outline will be right in the app. And you can follow along and type it right in right there. So, what were the things that Pilate was working against? and I want you guys to hear this, anytime you're searching for truth, it's never an easy journey. There's always opponents to truth. There's always things that stand in between where you are and where truth is. And Pilate had three of them. Number one, right there in your outline. Pilate wrestled with empty religion. He wrestled with empty religion. All right, I want you to... I want you to write down a little thought under number one to help you remember it. It's about rules and laws. Pilate wrestled with seeing religious leaders that were about rules and laws. So his viewpoint, Pilate's only viewpoint of God, was what he saw in these guys that were knocking on his door. At four three to four a.m. in the morning that's all he knew of who God was where these these guys that have shown up now they are the religious leaders they are the platform of what God is and who God is and what God thinks so all Pilate has to go on are these guys now here's what you need to know about religious leaders of the day they were very good at keeping the rules So let's go back to the Old Testament. We're going to do a little little Bible quiz. Clear your paper, a little Bible quiz this morning, all right? So in in this quiz, God gave Moses commandments. How many commandments did Moses bring off the mountain? How many? Ten. Y'all are so smart. All right, I'm very impressed, all right? Moses brought ten commandments off the mountain. Well, that was good. You need to follow all of them. But to be a really good leader, they added 630 other. Laws and rules that you needed to follow. To be a good Jew, it was about rules and laws, none of which are bad. There's none of them that are bad. But over the course of time, they just kept adding to them, and they lost the whole purpose of a relationship with God. See, some of us sit in a room like this this morning in Compass or up. you're watching in True North, and you sit in a room like this, and you're like, you know, I used to go to church, but... I got burned by the church. I got burned by people at the church. I got let down by people. All right, time out. It may be your first Sunday here at North Star, all right? You may have heard this statement before. I don't want to go to that church because there's hypocrites in that church. Can I go ahead and let you know a little secret? There's hypocrites here. If you pull out a mirror, it looks just like you, all right? And so, I'm a hypocrite, right? I mean, I, I want to do all the right things and I want to make all the right choices. And then I show up at a baseball game and I get a bad umpire, which happens every night, all right? And it, the, the, worst thing, the worst thing is when you go out to a home plate meeting and you go, hey, my name is so-and-so. And I go to North Star, you're like, gummit. all right? And so, because that's gonna happen. We're, we all fall short. Here's the problem. Pilate was looking at these guys for what truth was. And he was missing it. Because here's, here's the deal with these guys. It's really interesting. Jewish leaders, these guys, these scribes and Pharisees, they're bringing Jesus to Pilate in the middle. It's, it's never should have happened. This was a sham from the beginning. Never should have happened. They're bringing Jesus to this leader, Pilate, in the middle of the night, they wake him up. They were missing a religious meal, which was not okay. So, which is the really interesting part of the story. When they show up at Pilate's house, it's 4 a.m., you've woken the guy up, he gets out of bed, he comes to the door. The Jewish leaders, because the law was so important, they would not go inside his house because he was a Gentile and they were Jews. They would not be able to eat the Passover if they walked into a Jewish, if they walked into a a Gentile's house. So look at what scripture says. Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters, so they would not be defiled, but they could eat the Passover, which was to come later that day. They didn't want to defile, but here was the crazy part of the story. The Jewish leaders were murdering an innocent man, which they did assume was okay. Isn't that crazy? That's religion at its best. I'm following the rules while all the while in the middle of following the rules, I'm just getting messed up in the journey. That's what was happening here. You know, Pilate's scratching his head going, you won't even come in. Pilate's got to go out and meet these guys outside because they're not going to come in, yet they're framing a guy who is innocent. Pilate knows he's innocent. There is no Charges that are holding against this guy, but yet, no, we're not, I'm sorry, sir, we're not going to come in your house because we don't want to be defiled for the Passover, which is going to come later. Murder's okay, but I want to follow the rules. You ever met somebody like that before? See, a lot of people walk away from church because they used to go to church. They've been there, done that. I remember back years ago when I was in student ministry, I had a kid, it was his first time at my church, and he showed up with a hat on. And he walked in, and it was like the Gestapo got him, right? And they pinned him up against the, they didn't pin him, but they go, son, you need to take your hat off of church. And listen, I agree, you shouldn't wear your hat in church, but it was his first time. He didn't know. And I had to beg this kid to want to come back. It's rules. And listen, I had, Mike, should you wear it? I'm not going to get into that, but y'all know what I'm talking about. It's rules. That's what happened. So all Pilate knows is the faith of these religious leaders. Time out. Enter you into the story. All some people know about Jesus is what Jesus looks like living out of you. Are they getting a good picture of who he was? Are they getting a good taste of what he's about? Do you love like him? Do you look like him? Do you extend grace like him? Do you forgive like him? That's all they got to us. They don't have anybody else to see Jesus in. They, these religious leaders, became a picture for Pilate. And Pilate's sitting there wrestling with the truth going, well, I mean, these are the only good guys I think are good guys. They're the only ones that I know. And here they are. They're bringing him to me. It's all works. It's all about works. It's all about how good I perform. Yet you're handing this guy who's done nothing wrong over to me to kill. Number two, Pilate wrestled with human perceptions. Pilate wrestled with human perceptions. I've got Jews, and I got Romans, and I got to satisfy both of them. I've got this crowd over here that's bringing an innocent man to me that wants me to kill him. I've got this crowd over here that doesn't want that crowd to get mad and I got to make the choice. Why me? Let somebody else do this. And he waffled in the middle of human perceptions. He stuck his finger up and tested the wind. See, we know this from history about Pilate. They said Pilate was very, the word was vacillating. He wanted to please, it's the biggest word you'll hear all morning, by the way. And so, he wanted to please, he wanted to please both parties. He couldn't please both parties. Somebody was going to be hacked. Somebody was going to be mad. If he didn't send Jesus to death, that he knew for a fact these Jewish leaders were gonna go nuts which we're gonna read here in a second they're gonna go nuts he knows that if they go nuts the Romans really don't even care they're gonna be mad at him because he didn't do something about it and if Jesus chooses to be a king which he doesn't understand there's all these questions he's asking about being a king if Jesus really does choose to be a king and he calls the insurrection they're gonna go that happened on your watch and he's caught in human perception. Nothing's really changed, has it? How many times have we been sitting there about our relationship with the Lord and we've wondered, well, what's this person going to think and what's that person going to think? We go into it wrestling with the truth, but then we're worried about, well, if I do that, well, what's somebody going to say? What's my family going to say? What's my child going to say? What's... We wrestle with human perceptions. They stand in our way. Here's what Pilate believed. Pilate believed Jesus was just a good guy. Pilate, while we have this part of the story, never bought into who he was, but he didn't believe he was a bad guy. I think he believed he was a good guy, doing good things. Jesus wasn't causing any problems. Heck, he's taking care of medical expenses. People that used to be going for blind, they were blind now can see. People that couldn't walk, now walk. He ain't doing do anything bad. He's helping people. He's a good guy. Look look at what Scripture said. Pilate went out again and said to them, see, I'm bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no, what's that word? Guilt in him. I don't have a problem with him. I'm gonna send him back to you. (laughs) Listen, these guys weren't gonna let Pilate off that easy. Pilate believed he was a good guy. But is that really all he is? The Jews... Jewish leaders believed he was a liar. That was the problem. From the minute Jesus opened his mouth and he began to teach, if you go back and mark matthew mark luke and john and you go back through the gospels as soon as jesus began to teach they began to have a problem with jesus what was their problem with jesus the problem with jesus that they had was he was saying that he was the son of god and they did not recognize that he was the messiah that was the deal and they didn't like it so what do you do when you don't like something you get rid of it they did not want a trial they wanted a death they did not want to find truth in this they just wanted jesus out of the picture because here was their thought their thought was if we can get jesus out of the picture this little group that's following him they will disband and they will go away didn't work out real well did it but anyways that was their thought that'll, that'll just we'll we'll, we'll put it into it the jewish leaders Thought he was a liar. Look at John 19. Look at what he said. This is really interesting. The Jews answered Pilate when he said, I find no guilt in him. And they said, well, we have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he's made himself the son of God. So, Pilate, we've got a law, and the law says that he should die. But they did not have the power to kill him themselves. They had to have the Romans help out. You talking about two tough parties getting together to execute something that needed to happen. It's really what was going on. Here's the key. God looks for a humble heart in which to reveal the truth. God looks for a humble heart in which to reveal the truth. C.S. Lewis, though writer, he, he said something years ago that I believe to be true. Jesus was one of three things. He was either Lord. He was a liar, he was a lunatic. He's one of the three. Either he is who he said he was, or he was the biggest liar in the history of mankind, claiming to be with God from the very beginning, claiming to be the Son of God. He is either a lord, he is a liar, or he was crazy. He was a lunatic. Pilate had to make that choice. Is he really who he said? Remember when he asked Jesus, are you a king? I have the authority over you. Remember what Jesus said? You don't have any authority over me. You only have the authority my heavenly father's given you. My kingdom's not of this world. You talking about being woken up from a deep sleep with bad stuff. This is bad stuff. He's got to deal with it. that was Pilate. Everybody look at me. you got to deal with it too. Here's what I love about it. I love that every one of us in life have to wrestle with this question. We've all wrestled with it. Is he who he said he was? Or should we look for somebody else? That's what Pilate was saying. What does God look for too? show who Jesus is, a humble heart. What does a humble heart say? I want you to write this down, ready? I'm open to the truth. That's what a humble heart says. A prideful heart says, I know the truth. A humble heart says, I'm open to the truth. A prideful heart says, no, 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 no. I've got it all figured out. A humble heart says, I I don't know. Here's the crazy thing. You know what statistics tell us? 90 percent of people or more if they're going to come to know christ come to know christ by the age of 14 90 percent. do you know why it's easier when you're younger because as you get older everybody look at me you've had more people to let you down and you get smarter we really don't but we think we get smarter as we get older and so we wrestle well i don't really know it's just hard so one of my favorite things about this church, we typically baptize more people older than we do younger, which is crazy. It's a safe place to wrestle with truth. I don't expect you to just walk in the door and go, yeah, I believe, I think it's a wrestling match. I think it's something that you do in life. You, you go and you hear and you're like, I, I don't know. And, and we've all done this and we go, well, I mean, if they're the picture of it, then I don't really want to believe. And we, listen, we've all gone through that. God is looking for a humble heart. Can I tell you what he's not looking for? He's not looking for a perfect heart. He's not looking for your life to be completely in order to figure it all out. You will never be completely in order. Look at what Pilate entered his headquarters again. He called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answers and said, do you say this of your own accord or do others say this about me? Pilate, you asking for you? You asking because everybody else says that I am. He knew Pilate had to make a decision, which Pilate was not ready to make. He had a conversation like this while on earth with his disciples. And he looked at them and he said, I love this question. It's one of my favorite questions Jesus ever asked them. He said to his disciples, But who do you say that I am? You know, I wonder if he appeared in a room like this this morning. He walked up to us and looked us toe to toe, knee to knee, and eye to eye, and he asked us this question Who am I to you? I don't think it's asked with judgment. I really don't. I don't think, all right, this is, so we're gonna get into my own personal philosophy here. I got the microphone, all right? And so that's how it works. And so, you know what I don't think? I don't think he's looking for the wrong answer. I think he asked that question with the hope that you find out who he is. Why, Why would I believe that? Because he went to a lot of great lengths to come find you. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter, of course, speaks up and said, We believe that you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, we've got to figure it out. Number three thing Pilate wrestled with? Pilate wrestled with his fears. Oh, he had some fears. I want to make everybody happy. Want to please everybody Pilate wrestled with his fears he was afraid of Jesus see back during that time Romans didn't worship one God they worshiped many gods and the last thing they wanted to do is stir up any trouble from the gods they didn't want any part of that and if he was who he said he was he knew he had some supernatural powers if he was who he said he was, he didn't want to make God mad. Little g-gods. He's just lumping Jesus in with this group. He was, he was afraid. Look at what John 19 said. The Jews answered him, we have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die when he made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more, what's that word? Afraid. He was fearful. But he was also afraid of Caesar Caesar was his boss Caesar was the rule of law it's really interesting how this whole story plays out look at what happened in the story John 19 12 from then on Pilate sought to release him he was trying to figure out how to let Jesus go free and make everybody happy So what did he do he brought out a character named Barabbas we're gonna talk about Barabbas next week he brings out Barabbas and you know what I think was going through his mind I think he was thinking I've given them the option which is my choice in law I've given them the option. Do you want Jesus or do you want Barabbas? I mean, Jesus has really done nothing wrong. Surely these people are going to go, oh, yeah, I mean, we don't want Barabbas back in society. You know, he robbed my grandmother, and I really want him trolling the streets again. I knew Barabbas in high school. He was voted most likely not to succeed at the high school. I mean, I, I really don't want Barabbas back out. So surely they're going to say, well, give us Jesus back. But no, that's not what the crowd said. What the crowd say? Give us Barabbas. We don't. Crucify Jesus. And now, listen to what the Jews say. This is unbelievable. If you just read the story, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Listen to the story. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, meaning they screamed out, if you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. The Jewish leaders start quoting Roman law what the heck they hated the Romans they hated the Roman oppression everybody look at me until they needed it now they're using laws they didn't even believe in to call Pilate's hand on and here's Pilate he's caught in between so what's he do? He sends Jesus away, and he washes his hands. He pretends he never heard it. And hoping the guilt will go away. Was he who he said he was? It'll go away. It's funny. We do the same thing, man. We sit in a service like this. We listen in on a service like this, and... <laughs> We want to wash our hands of it sometimes. go, like, I just pretend I didn't hear it. Every man and woman, during this time we live, we get an opportunity to figure out who truth is for us. I can never make you find truth. It is a personal journey. And every one of us take different steps in that journey. Got a good friend here. He was 60-something years old when he found his step home. Got other kids here that were teenagers when they found their step home. But we all wrestle with the truth. Your joy in this life will be determined by what you do with this truth. Would you pray with me? Father, I know that. uh, Just as Pilate didn't want to be in the situation he was in, sometimes we don't want to have to make this decision either. We wish somebody would make it for us. We wish somebody could just show us everything. I wish I knew for 150% fact Jesus was who he said he was. If I knew that, I would step within that that would take out faith. I remember what Jesus said when he said, blessed is he, who believes even though he is not seen. Either I've got faith he is who he said he was or I got faith he isn't who he said he was. What about you this morning? you wrestling with that truth? Have you come to that place in life that you go, like I think I know? i want to pray for you this morning. Pray that you would find your way home. Maybe you're here today and you've been wrestling for a while, but today's the day you're like, I'm ready to step across that line. man. I'm ready to make Jesus my Savior. If that's you here today, I'd love to lead you in a prayer to meet Him. It really isn't the words. It's that humble heart. It goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, would you pray this? Dear Lord Jesus, I am, need you I believe you live for me Did you pray that? I believe you died for me and I believe you rose again just for me come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior today if you prayed that prayer with me this morning and you're in Compass or True North or even watching online and you pray that prayer with me would you just slip your hand up real quick we'd love to give you a little gift just to say, congratulations, and to help you with that next step in the journey. Just slip your hand up. We've got somebody that'll give you a little gift, amen. If you're watching online, there's a little area right above the screen that said, "I, I wanna accept Christ, it'll tell you. A pastor online will tell you what your next steps are. Father, for many of us, we've made that step. We still live in the land of human opinion we still live in the land of wanting to make everybody happy And God I realize sometimes the greatest gift I'll ever leave this earth is having my life point people to you how do we get that right we set our eyes on you every day would you just take a second right where you're seated And ask Jesus to put your eyes on him so daily you can walk towards him every day.